Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. Welcome in. How are you doing? And, you know, that's a really a dumb question, honestly. I know how you guys are doing. You're doing really, really damn good right now. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. After, very shortly after, Ole Miss just won a series over uh, Vanderbilt, the best team in the country, at least going into this weekend. People thought that they were a series that Ole Miss desperately, uh, they didn't desperately need it. I mean, we said going in, that three and six over the next two weeks probably would have solidified a host. But man, to get two from Vanderbilt this weekend does a lot of things for that team. And we're going to talk about them uh, coming up here on the Reaction Show. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you guys are with me. And let's just dive right in because, I mean, there's so much to talk about. And this is supposed to be a quick reaction, so not a whole lot of time here. But that was a what I'm going to call, you guys know me in labels, I'm going to call this a headstrong weekend for your baseball team. They, I mean, think about it. Going into this series, Ole Miss had lost, what, five of six series? They had just lost a series to a very bad Texas A&M team. They didn't play well. It was just really kind of ugly in College Station. And then you get the news that your soon-to-be top 10 pick or what was going to be a top 10 pick is out for the rest of the season. All of those against you, and on Friday night, Doug Nikhazy shoves a fantastic outing right in Tim Corbin's overly scholarshiped face. And then you hit a couple of bombs to beat Kumar Rocker. You get smoked on, I mean, just absolutely smoked on Saturday. Nothing worked for you. Diamond just got teed off on. And then you come back Sunday and you give up a couple of runs early. And then you put up a freaking 10 spot, a 10 spot in the bottom of the third. And it got tight there for a little while. And and we'll get to that as well coming up. But Vanderbilt responded and you responded. Vanderbilt responded and you responded. Fantastic series win for Ole Miss. That is a headstrong series right there. Uh, Losing a bunch of series in a row. They were in the top 20, but most people thought they were on the outside looking in of regional hosting. They're playing the best team in the country, and you don't have Gunnar Hoagland anymore. And what did you do? You found a way to win that series. And that is, um, you can't say enough about how impressive that is with, with everything up uh, against them, especially with the scholarship thing. I, I love watching Vanderbilt lose in baseball, and they don't do it very often, but it always makes me happy because the advantage that they have should not be allowed to exist, but it does. Think Alabama football for ex- for a second. Because, I mean, it's a good program. Nashville's a cool city. Like, they could probably get players, you know, with Corbin. They, they could do it, right? I mean, it, it could be a program that without advantages is still good. Um so I don't want to take that away from them. But the advantages they have would be like if Alabama football had 85 scholarships and everybody else had 65. I mean, that, that's the kind of difference we're talking. And, and even today, 
the the next guy out of the pen was throwing 94 to 97 with a sharp breaking pitch. And the next guy had the same thing. And the next guy had the same thing. Watching Vanderbilt lose always brings me joy because, and it's not their fault. Hate the player, not the game, right? Or hate the game, not the player, right? Um, but their advantage should not exist, but it does. And yet Ole Miss with bullpen issues, without their best arm, just beat them in a series. Even with all the advantages that Vanderbilt has, they were able to do it. And the crowds look great, by the way. So shout out to, if you're a fan listening to this right now and you were at one of the games this weekend, um, I wasn't there, obviously. Um, I work seven days a week, as it turns out. So, uh, uh, And the thing is, it's not like beat writing work. Like, I, I can't work from the press box. Like, I've got to, you know, be around here in the studio and stuff. But um, on television, crowds looked great. They looked great. And you guys were into it and, and engaged. It was a good, seemingly good, fun atmosphere also. Uh, so shout out to you guys for creating something like that because the game is more enjoyable when you've got an atmosphere like the one that you guys delivered this weekend. That was really cool to see. And uh, so just a random shout out to the fans there uh, for providing a really good atmosphere. The remote broadcast, though, not having the guys calling the game. when So like... When Richard or um, or in Dave DeLucci or whoever's with him or Will Colmeyer sometimes, um, they get to be there. But when it's the like actual television broadcast, those guys are sitting in their living rooms. And the audio's all disjointed. I mean, sometimes the, you can hear the crowd, sometimes you can't. Sometimes the mic, it, the, the audio level from the broadcaster is super high or super low, and it's all just all over the place. They are 10 seconds late on home run calls. It's terrible. They need to fix that. I mean, at this point, come on. And little secret, they're doing that for cost-cutting measures, not for COVID reasons. The at-home broadcast thing is here to stay. You watch. It, it, it's here to stay. But anyway, it, this is, that's not even important to reacting to the game, but you guys probably noticed it as well. If you were not lucky enough to be in attendance that stinks. And it really takes away from the broadcast, them not being there. It really, it really stinks. Um, but this series, winning this series means so much. So there's an optimistic way to look at it. There's an a pessimistic way to look at it as well, because they did win the series, but Saturday and Sunday, they gave up 23 combined runs. So, but more on that in a second. Now, this series matters a lot for a lot of reasons. Uh, regional hosting. They are on the right side, and there's really no pressure next weekend. At least there shouldn't be any pressure next weekend in Athens. Uh, you still need to get one to feel comfortable, but winning this series against Vanderbilt puts you on the right side of it, and I don't know how they can play themselves out of it unless they lose their next five games. I mean, maybe that, that's the only scenario in which they play themselves out of it, but they got a little help this weekend as well. But winning this series was the one thing on their resume they didn't really have. You know, They lost to Arkansas. They lost to Mississippi State. They lost to Florida. This was the best team on their schedule, and they get that key. Those two wins over a team like Vanderbilt should set them over the edge. The pressure should be completely off next weekend in Athens. Just go get one, and you'll probably do it with Nikhazy because that's how good he's been lately, and, and you're good. It's all good. You can breathe and relax. Um, so it means a lot from the regional hosting perspective. Confidence as well. 
Because if you guys listen to to my Sunday show or any of the streams, I have not been particularly confident in this team's ability to win a weekend like this, mostly because of pitching. And yeah, they still kind of prove that pitching's a huge issue. They didn't kind of prove it. Pitching is still a huge issue, but confidence, being without Gunnar Hoagland, winning this series the way they did, that's got to be a boost inside of that locker room right now. They've got to feel really good and really confident that when they host a regional, and Louisville's in town because you know the NCAA is going to do something cheeky like that. You can beat them. When you play, when you're at a super regional in Eugene, Oregon, or wherever the hell they send you, you can beat them. You can beat anybody. You just beat Vanderbilt without Gunnar Hoagland. If you can do that, you can beat anybody. So confidence there. Um, fan morale, I, I think, is also uh, something that, although the crowds looked great this weekend. There was there's a lot of questionings, a lot of doubt going on right now, some negative energy about this team, and maybe you you eliminate some of that uh, with uh, with this win this weekend. And maybe pitching. Uh, I mean, the, the bullpen's still a disaster, like I said, 23 runs over two games, but maybe just maybe you found something in Jackson Kimbrell, for example. Now, he's credited with giving up two runs, but those runs scored when he was not in the game. But he was absolutely excellent. Maybe was stretched a little bit too far for for his effectiveness, um, but he was just excellent. Maybe, you know, can he do this again? Next week, it'll be a big test for him. Can he do that again? Because if he can, if he can pitch like that now down the stretch, moving forward for the rest of this season, th- that's a, a huge development for a team that is lacking severely in bullpen arms. And so Kimbrell was excellent, just absolutely excellent in the game. Uh, so maybe that helps too. Uh, I don't think – so McDaniel was – you know, his stat line says six runs. Um, I, I, this is going to sound silly. Please forgive me. I think McDaniel was fine. I think he was fine today. Um, didn't – Lengthen the game the way you would hope he would, but don't forget this is the number one team in the country. Um, he was probably left in a couple batters too long, also. Um, but if you just look at the box score, you think, "Ooh, he got shelled today." I, I don't know about that. I, I think that um, Sundays you're probably you might have to do a whole staff situation. I don't think neither Diamond nor McDaniel are going to give you seven innings of work. So maybe go into the game prepared to get three innings out of him because he was effective there for a while and it just kind of blew up in his face. Um, And and that's really all you you could ask for currently in the position that they're in. Um, But he was okay. They just may have to approach Sundays a little bit different. Just have multiple guys ready – I mean, I don't know. Uh, the The bullpen's a mess right now, and um, there's nothing really they can do other than I think maybe just changing their approach. Just throwing McDaniel out there first, but after three and a third, you have somebody else ready and maybe throw a bunch of guys on Sunday. Maybe that's what you have to do um, moving forward because I don't think there's really much of a better option. Uh, freshman absolutely showed out this uh, this game and all weekend long. Um, TJ McCants moving him up to the leadoff role was interesting, and I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. Um, you got to give credit where it's due. Mike Bianco pulled a lot of the right strings this weekend. Uh, moving McCants up, 
pitching Doug on Friday night instead of keeping him in a Saturday role. Um, if you're going to criticize when it goes poorly, you got to praise when it goes well. And this weekend it went well. It went really well. I like that decision uh, to move McCants to the leadoff role. He and Gonzalez are are stars. They're stars and they're freshmen. Um, they are already reliable guys. I mean, and we'll see if things change in the postseason, but I doubt it. Um, they're already reliable. Uh, McCants looks like he's getting more comfortable in center as well, but at the plate, they're mature hitters for their age. They've got some pop. I mean, they both had home runs this weekend. Um, they hit for power. Uh, they, they don't look overwhelmed ever, really, in the box. I mean, those two guys at that age, so freshmen showed out. Um, ju- just an awesome weekend for the two of them. They're already stars, and they're young. Uh, if not for an injury, you may not even see much of McCants this year, but he had to kind of play by default and uh, and look at what happened. So just excellent weekend from the two of them. And like I said, the player of the game today was Jackson Kimbrell. And that's weird to say when you know you score 13 runs, how do you give it to a guy that only pitched three innings? But Vanderbilt jumped right back on Ole Miss. They jumped right back on Ole Miss. Uh, after Ole Miss put up the 10 spot, Vanderbilt – uh, had had a run and then a grand slam to make it a three-run game. And Kimbrell put up three consecutive zeros after that. Ole Miss added a run in the fifth and the sixth. He stopped the bleeding and then let, let his offense go to work. That moment, him putting up those three zeros in a row, he's the player of the game, and they need that moving forward if they're going to win a regional and beyond. So really good there. Headstrong series win. You, you know your team's mindset's really good. Uh, that they're not dead yet. They are not dead yet. Uh, so really good stuff there. Um, you know, I love seeing Vanderbilt lose because of the scholarship advantage that should not exist. The crowds were good, means a lot. You're on the right side of hosting a regional again. My gosh, I mean, if you if you go and sweep Georgia or something crazy, maybe you're even working your way up into the the top eight territory with some of the help that you got this weekend. Probably not, but y- you never know. Um, got a lot of confidence back. At least you should. Maybe you've got another bullpen arm that you can add. Uh, the freshmen showed out this weekend. A whole lot of good when you beat Vanderbilt in a series. However, there's one big problem with this team right now. I'll tell you what that is after I tell you about Advantage Business Systems. Family-owned and operated since 1976. They did start in Jackson, but they do service the entire state of Mississippi. Advantage Business Systems, ABS. Uh, They prioritize doing business with other Mississippi companies, and they are an office technology solutions company that services the entire state. So we're talking copiers, printers, mail machines, shipping systems, voiceover IP, document management, IT services, cloud storage, data security, stuff like that. They have a local solution to every problem you may have. They have local support to every problem or local support for every solution that they do offer. When you call ABS, you get a live person here in Mississippi, here, that's who you're going to talk to. Uh, All their techs are located across the state, so you're going to get somebody in your backyard. Uh, They do offer complimentary office technology assessments. So if you want to see if their services, their uh, office technology solutions are right for your business, call 601-362-9192 or absms.com, 601-362-9192, uh, 
or absms.com. Oh, the bullpen. Um, it's still a huge problem for this team. Um, that's that's something that was not solved this weekend, if you will. And the problem now is you can't force your offense to score 11 runs a game. So while this is a great weekend, and I don't mean to rain on that parade, uh, Gunner, they, they miss Gunnar Hoagland being out for one. But all that did was shine a brighter spotlight on an already existing problem. They've got issues in the pen. Uh, Derek Diamond was not good at all on Saturday. Uh, McDaniel didn't give you much today. Uh, like I said, he was fine, but you know didn't go deep into a ball game. And right now you don't have a whole lot of reliable arms coming out of that bullpen whose names are not Taylor Broadway. And that's kind of a major issue with this team. I think they have the offense to score with anybody. I mean, shoot, you saw it this weekend. They can score runs with anybody, with anybody that they play. They did it this weekend. I mean, this is freaking Vanderbilt. They've got pitchers on pitchers on pitchers on pitchers, and look at what they were able to do. But right now, uh, Ole Miss has one reliable bullpen arm. I think Doherty was good today, and Kimbrell was good today. Maybe there are options moving forward, but they've got to do it multiple times before you put a check mark uh, in the column for them. But right now, that's that's the issue for Ole Miss is the bullpen is still a huge, huge, huge problem. And maybe they can hit their way through it, but um, right now they're they're not getting out of a super. They sure as hell aren't getting out of a super with the way they pitch it at the moment. Um, at least you shouldn't count on it anyway, and they shouldn't count on it. So – this weekend, like I said, is going to be really important for Doty, going to be really important for Kimball to prove that they can do it again. Maybe they become reliable bullpen arms. But that's the big, big issue this weekend. It, they just don't have enough effective arms out of the pen. They just don't. And so if the offense has an off day or they run into a pitcher like Jack Leiter like they did yesterday – um, it's over for them. So good to see the two guys produce the way they did today. Maybe they can make that a normal thing uh, moving forward. But man, it's um, it's not a good situation right now. After Nikhazian Broadway throw, what do they have? I think Derek Diamond's got the stuff that is better than what he showed yesterday for sure. Um, he's proven it. He can beat people. He's got the stuff to beat people. He can do it. Hasn't proven it yet. Um, but they're going to have to hit their way. If they're going to make it to where people think that they belong, which is in Omaha, uh, they're going to have to hit their way there because it's pretty rough right now out of the pen uh, for sure. One more thing I want to get to first. I want to remind you also the podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue there in Oxford. And I hope you went by and saw Greg and told him that I sent you this weekend because the weather was absolutely perfect. I mean, my gosh, like I said, the crowds were beautiful. Uh, the weather looked amazing. Um, 
you're going to get some rain Monday and Tuesday, so go get one of their daily lunch specials and then get something for the grill because as the weekend comes, as next weekend comes, uh, weather back to being just stunning. So if you're going to put something on the grill, get that started at LB's or try one of their daily lunch specials Monday through Friday anyway and let them do the cooking for you. Vanderbilt did something that I absolutely hate. Um, and no, they didn't just take advantage of the ability to give scholarships to anybody. We'd love to hear Tim Corbin joke about giving his wife scholarships some more. That was that was really cute. Um, congrats on the loss this weekend, Coach. Um, Vanderbilt threw at a guy because they didn't like the way his teammates celebrated. And I think that is just absolute, just garbage to me. That is just absolute garbage. Um, Dunhurst hit the home run. Van Cleve is up next, and ball goes behind his head. Or upper body, anyway. And this is a consistent position. If you guys listen to me long enough, you know that I think this is stupid every time it happens. But um, throwing at somebody because you don't like the way his teammates celebrated is the absolute dumbest thing about baseball. It's the dumbest thing about baseball. If you don't like how your opponent celebrated when he hits a tank bomb off of you, don't give up a home run. You know, if you want to stop that, strike him out next time. But this idea that, oh, you you didn't play the game the right way, so I'm going to throw a projectile at your teammate's head, that's weak. It's the weakest thing about that. I cannot stand it. I think it's so stupid. Yeah, Dunhurst pimped it a little bit. Yeah, he took his time around the bases. Don't give up a home run, and that won't happen. But you're not tough for throwing at his teammate at all. You're, you're just weak. That's weakness. That's not tough. That's not enforcing the game. That's clown stuff. Because you know that guy can't do anything to you, and the umpire should have tossed him immediately. Instead, he gave a warning to both teams because apparently both teams threw at somebody's head. The whole situation, the whole thing is weak. I can't stand it. It's a really ugly part of baseball. Um, And you do it in the name of enforcing the unwritten rules of playing the game the right way. So that guy took too long around the bases, so I'm going to throw at somebody's head for the sake of class? Like, give me a break. That doesn't make any sense. Um, And Vanderbilt did that, clearly did that, and uh, the ump blew a chance to toss a kid that should have been tossed, and instead he warned both dugouts, and it's crap. It's absolute crap. If you don't like it, don't give up a home run. If you want it to stop, strike a guy out. That's what you do. What you should do to Ben Van Cleve is strike him out. Not throw at him. It's clown stuff. It's absolute clown stuff. It's a it's a it's a black eye on baseball. Can't stand it. It's really embarrassing. It's that's it's meant it's weak. It is not that's not tough. That's not being an enforcer. That's being weak. And um Yeah. But that's what losers do. And Vanderbilt is a loser. This weekend. So enjoy the win, guys. I, I started to rain on your bread with, with the bullpen thing. It's just a disaster at the moment. There are very few good options, but maybe you got something today. Maybe that's something that you can depend on moving forward. We will have to see. Team's not dead yet. 
At least we know that. Y'all have a great uh, rest of your Sunday and Monday if you're listening to this a day later. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you guys again next time. Check out the stream tomorrow morning. I'll be talking more about this game live uh, at 8 a.m. So check that out, and I'll talk to you guys again here very soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.